almost insightful. insightful nation we we're back <laughs> back in business we yes we did it on this show reagan and i have assigned each other a movie or tv show to watch that the other person hasn't seen yet one of us gets a movie slash tv show that we think is bad and the other person is going to get assigned one that we think is good we're going to discuss the contents on this show and at the end of the episode we assign each other what to watch before the next podcast after a long break of two two three weeks two weeks it wasn't that long it wasn't that long but <laughs> for our listeners that are just they're seething for more of us yeah they they're haven't seething. left their seats glued and waiting. don't lose use okay gosh <laughs> i'm so tired i don't care welcome. about this stupid podcast welcome anymore. back we've already been recording for 20 seconds and i feel so bad i want to i want to warn the listeners this week mm-hmm. that I may have gone too far in a few places. Um, I genuinely regret the movie that I gave you last week, oh, Reagan. My word. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, uh, with that being is... said, you are listening to Almost Insightful, emphasis on the almost. I am Killian Soper, Jeffrey Dallas's penguin, and there's a dog in the background. And my name is Alvin Flang. <laughs> Welcome to episode three. Don't if you understand that reference, you are one of us at this table. Yeah, you've you've you will understand it soon. But if you already do, welcome to the club and come on the podcast. Well, thank you, Alan Flang, for joining us, nice. uh, for joining me at this podcast table. Yes, happy holy to be crap. Here. I can't believe we did it. Yes. Um, we made it through all of um, Love on a Leash. Yes, we did. Uh, it's an hour and 25 minutes of the worst hell that you can possibly imagine. Um, <laughs> how dare you? I've seen more. Personally. How dare you make a joke of this time okay. that I wasted in my life right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel... Okay, so we'll we, get to that. We will come back to that. But first, I want to talk about an actual good movie okay. before we have to... I'm ready. Deal with pain. I'm ready. All right, let's talk about Dolomite is my name. Can you tell me what you thought the story was of this? Movie? Yes. Um, so I have to just start by saying I didn't know that this was a true story. Oh, really? Uh, when I first started it off, I had never heard of Dolomite or any of his wonderful future feature films. Mm-hmm. Um, seven feature films or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. In the credits, they... They go through all of that. Yes. But anyway, this movie is about a struggling stand-up comedian, uh, announcer, songwriter, Music. musician, uh, everything, everything that exists. Yes, mm-hmm. he's a struggling all of it. He's, he's a struggling a, entertainer. Yes, he's just a man who wants to be famous. Yes, <laughs> in some capacity. Which yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> yes. So good. Um, and essentially, this is his journey through his, um, his attempts at making stardom in some way so he starts off by introducing bands at a small uh african-american owned club um and he he tries to do a little bit of stand-up the owner gives him five minutes to do whatever he wants and it's never good um and (laughs) snoop dogg is in the beginning of the movie and middle of the movie and i wasn't expecting that there's a lot of cameos there's a lot of yeah, we'll talk about the yeah. cast, but there's a lot of, like, small parts of big people. Yes. 
Uh, we'll get into that. Sorry, I keep getting off topic. This really was a fantastic movie. Yes. Um, if we do get off topic a lot, we're both very tired because we've been working in 90 degree humid weather all day. Yes. So we apologize for that, but it's still going to be a lot of fun talking. A heck about. of a time. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> the last uh two podcasts, our only two podcasts that we recorded were like we had plenty of rest. We were recording at like mm-hmm. 5 to 6 at and night. And it was during the weekend. Yes. We we record on a Saturday or Sunday and now it's Tuesday. <laughs> Coming out of sweet sweet air conditioning into more air conditioning <laughs> yes. and now we came from death okay yes (laughs) so dolomite so essentially this story is about rudy ray moore who is an actual entertainer um that i didn't know about at the beginning and it's him finding all the right people in his life and eventually settling on a stand-up comedy act that really worked for him um he through a homeless man he found material that he really connected with and decided to present something similar on stage using that stage name that the guy that he talks with gives him uh and then he he finds a way to make a movie and through this movie he runs into struggles and (laughs) meets a lot of uh, eccentric characters yes and has a heck of a time oh yeah that's essentially the bare bones structure of the movie we'll get into more specifics later on there's a lot to it but it's and it is a real movie that came out. So this is like sort of like The Disaster Artist. This is a making of a movie. and So it's a biopic of somebody making an actual movie. Yes, this was a Netflix original that came out in 2019. Yes. And so it's a fairly recent film. And this is our second uh, good movie in a row where it's about filmmaking. That's true. <laughs> I really didn't I think didn't about that. Think about one of them is a true story and one of them is a complete fictional yes. sort yes, of thing. But still. Yes. So what did you think about Dolomite is my name? Dolomite was really, really great. I yeah. forgot, was it a Netflix original? or? Yes, I okay. believe it is a Netflix original. I don't remember seeing the Netflix logo, but I thought you had told me that. And I, I, believe I, I you, could frankly. be wrong, but I am like 90% positive. Okay, sweet. Um, so I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was an awesome movie. Any movie that is about filmmaking is already kind of like a cheap move to get me on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the character Eddie yeah, Murphy it, is so great, oh and his, it's his you, best work in years, probably. I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but hasn't haven't these last three years or so been a comeback for Eddie Murphy? I think so. Yeah, he's he's kind of done little things here and there, but especially with. Dolmite is my name. It was just a huge, like, perfect role for him. Yeah. He's so eccentric with his acting and comedy. Rudy Ray Moore is just this crazy character of mm-hmm. a person. Right. And it's just, like, a match made in heaven. Yeah. He's really good in the role. I don't know anything about Rudy Ray Moore um, in real life. Mm-hmm. I think when they showed the reel at the end of the actual Dolomite movie being made, I had recognized a few scenes, maybe from like worst scenes of all time in movie history. Yeah, yeah, uh, that like would make re- sense. like compilations online. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, Dolomite's always been kind of known as a so bad it's good sort of black exploitation yes. type film. Right, and. Those were kind of all of his movies because he was just an eccentric guy who wanted to make movies about girls and kung fu yes. and <laughs> crime and all this like awesome stuff that he's just like people love this stuff for. 
yeah, it was really fun. It was super fun to watch um, all these celebrities. Uh, the celebrity cameos were some of my favorites, but I loved the atmosphere. I loved the comedy um, and all the performances, except for one I really okay. enjoyed. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the good ones first, or do you want to talk about the one? Um, well, let's talk about the good ones first. Okay. Um, I... I'm honestly not sure which one you would be thinking. I thought they were all really good. Maybe I'll change my mind when I hear it. Okay. Um, I thought Divine Joy uh, Randolph as Lady Reed was really great. Yeah. Uh, she she was a huge standout. Yeah. Wesley Snipes as this like cynical actor director who just hates his life the whole time. I loved Wesley Snipes' yes. movie. I thought he was great. I've only really ever seen him as Blade because of the Marvel fan. I haven't even seen Blade. I've but... only seen the first Blade. Shout out to Alyssa because she loves the Blade movies and didn't even know they were part of Marvel. Oh, wow. And I was like, those are like three out of the five Marvel movies I've not seen in my life. Yeah. Out of the entire roster. So yes. um, she's seen all of them. I've only seen one. I'm not a true fan. But um, yeah, Wesley Snipes was awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome he's he was my so favorite good. i liked him more than anybody i think he was he, so good. i think him and eddie murphy were my two that like clashed on who would be my favorite performance in that movie because they're both great i want to uh ask forgiveness for the butchering of these names but mm-hmm. i didn't know i also i didn't know about any of these people in real life mm-hmm. i'm assuming they were all based on at least somebody that was real yeah um but Dareville martin uh, was who Wesley Snipes played, and I'm assuming that oh, he was yeah. a really big character back in the day because mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes was hilarious. Yes, it, great stuff. So funny. Okay, who's your next one that you want to um, praise? Uh, I thought Keegan Michael Key was really good. That's I like his performance. Was that the one you didn't like? That's that's the one I didn't like. Oh, interesting. I've never seen him good. in a serious role, so that could have been part of it. Um, mm-hmm. Keegan Michael Key, of course, of Key and Peele uh, fame. What I'm, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. And I like his voice work, like he's in Toy Story 4. Um, but I really didn't enjoy his performance. Interesting. It was too much. I get it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have get some, that. I actually I kind of have... liked his... I, I thought his performance was good. And I liked how his character was like kind of questionable about... Uh-huh. Uh, Rudy's choices and then like became more and more on board with the movie and Mm -hmm. with Rudy's mindset and basically became part of the group that Rudy has had since the beginning even before he started filming Dolomite. As with all of these um, these movies that are based on true stories um, biopics I always wonder um, what of it is dramatized mm-hmm. uh, like did uh did rudy ray moore actually get his idea from a homeless man yeah uh you know did did the record person who was uh, played by snoop dogg did raj i think was his name oh yeah um did raj actually like you know deny him so many times and then later on actually yeah. ended up playing him all these yeah. things just seem so huge and cinematic mm-hmm. that i doubt their legitimacy but yeah speaking of the snoop dogg part i i thought it was hilarious when like at the beginning of the movie rudy comes to uh raj to uh give him like different songs to try get him to play over the radio yeah and one of them was called uh ring la ding dong yeah yeah and he just sings it for him and he's like rudy we can't play this this is not (laughs) a hit and then all of a sudden rudy gets uh Famous, famous with his stand-up right. and with all this different stuff and so uh 
he comes in and is like, you going to play my stuff on the radio now? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And Rudy obviously thinks he's going to play the famous stand-up stuff. Yep. And then Raj just puts on Ring of Ding Dong. <laughs> and it's so funny. He's and like, then, no, hey, that's not that's not Trackman. And then he goes, Rudy's banging whatever, on it's just, it's still catch. <laughs> Rudy's just banging on the, the studio door to let Raj <laughs> take the music off uh, the radio. That part's one of my biggest laughs in the movie i think it was really good mm-hmm. um i i should have started with this probably mm-hmm. but i don't think i can think of a biopic that i like more than this i agree it's my favorite biopic yeah I think, yeah i which thought is the, insane. the disaster artist is really great i think this i think is this a little is bit better. better i agree yeah this one is loved both i i love both too both were hilarious mm-hmm. and also informal and everything but this was just a little better in everything, especially with its characters. I agree. I noticed in the credits, um, Eddie Murphy, or I guess, you know, never mind. Um, I guess, I noticed in the credits that it was dedicated to um, somebody Murphy, which I'm assuming was Eddie Murphy's dad, maybe, who passed away in 2017. Which yeah. is probably about the time where he'd be getting this movie together. So I just wonder if whoever that was related to Eddie Murphy was a really big Dolomite fan or mm-hmm. a really big uh, Rudy Ray Moore fan. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I I thought about that a little bit too, uh-huh. but yeah, that would be interesting to look up sometime. It's crazy how we talk about the censorship of like the modern era uh, mm-hmm. in real life, how everything is more free now than it was and how back in the day everything was so censored yeah but then you get to this then movie you get and rudy just... ray moore and yes. you get all of his albums have naked women on the front yep. <laughs> the, dolomite the movie is just absolutely insane in the best way right there was no like there of course was censorship he wasn't allowed to air any of his comedy specials or anything yeah but they were on these underground vinyl records that he would pass out out of the trunk of his car yes uh, to people within like five blocks of him or whoever wanted to buy his albums i thought that was awesome that was super cool and i like that they framed it at the beginning of the movie like he was getting super super famous but then later on when he's trying to make the movie he's trying to get a deal for that mm-hmm. they kind of scale it back and they're like hey you've only been selling you might be really famous within your five blocks in your neighborhood but movies are you know big time they're completely different i just liked because i was like oh he's getting super famous so i should have already heard of this guy but no yeah and this was set in the 70s and censorship was at like an all-time not an all-time high but this might have been one of the artists Mm -hmm. uh, rudy ray moore might have been one of those stand-up acts that really pushed the boundaries of censorship i would guess so for sure yeah because i wish they went more into that I, I do too a little sequel. bit. Yeah. Let's do a sequel. Dolomite is, is my name too. Still. <laughs> Dolomite still. is still my yeah. name. Maybe they'll go with another of his movie titles. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, I'm yeah, I, I really like that aspect of it. I love, it's just so admirable seeing how hard Rudy works for his craft and for his Definitely. love and want to be famous. He tours everywhere trying to get his his records out and then once the movie is made he takes it to every theater that will let him go until it can get a big release Mm -hmm. it's just very admirable and really cool because this is not something that everyone could do it's like only someone who has very specific yes only someone with a personality like rudy's this would be possible 
I loved the scene where um, all of Rudy and his friends went to the cinema. Uh, they went to the theater and they watched... Uh, I don't know what movie it was, but they watched a movie that was sort of the norm of the time. It was like a flashback cinema movie. And it was supposed to be a comedy. Uh, and the only people in the audience that were laughing were the white people. Mm-hmm. And then Rudy's core group of guys were all just like bewildered that like, this would be funny to anybody. This is not funny. <laughs> There is no, like, nudity. Right. There's no kung fu. Right. There's no cool action scenes. Do you want to know what's really funny? What? I thought it was funny. The movie? I thought the movie was funny. <laughs> I, I thought the... I forgot what exactly they said in the movie, but the I one think it part... Was right when I was about to say, like... Uh, oh yeah that's exactly what it yes, was it was about to say a curse word and then he switched it over real quick because I it was, it was a old like 60s 70s movie that's, <laughs> that's funny. so great it's like... okay um for, for our podcast listeners i'm actually white uh i don't know if that comes across we, we've never talked about but we're two white people we have in our 20s it. I know, I'm joking. That's, oh, that was sarcastic. so that was a... I see. So that was a funny that, that a, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Love so on a Leash... this is going to be our last episode. <laughs> I actually regret giving you that second movie. I went too far. This We're not there our, yet. Stop. But listen, oh my it's gosh. going to be our worst movie. I don't think I can go there again. Like, <laughs> we, I'm we not just saying this. Episode three. I'm not just saying this to have people like keep listening. Well, I mean, yes, it is because it's, it's like, like a student barely film. A, yeah, okay. it's not even a student film. We'll get to it. Okay, I'm sorry. No, okay. don't be sorry. Don't my... We'll get to it. Um, do you want to talk about the smaller parts a little bit? Some of yeah, the like surprise. I have one, uh, just one great scene that was killing me. It was okay. so funny. Um, so Rudy had known basically failure his entire life, and then he started doing the stand-up act that worked for him really well, and all he needed to take this off was, or to take his career off, was get a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. So he goes to his quote-unquote auntie, oh, yeah. uh, and he's talking about the new form of his comedy, and she has a very fancy house and clearly has more money than he does, and he's asking her for the money, sort of. And she is very religious, and he is very, very, very racy in his comedy, and he doesn't want her to hear it. So she's like, so so what are you doing? What, are you, what kind of comedy are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's a kind of experimental, uh, it's, yeah. uh, you know... <laughs> Yeah, alter alternative comedy sort of. Yeah, and he's dancing around it because he wants the two hundred fifty dollars from his aunt, but <laughs> but she is very religious Give and me wouldn't the want money, to get it. Woman. <laughs> and then at the end, he basically threatens her with a knife to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. As a joke, it was yeah, a joke. Of course, it was a joke. And then I think later, really I think hard. later Rudy shows her. Uh, his album and it's yeah. just like fully nude like five women and rudy there yep it's and just... then she, the aunt has that face of like oh oh dear yes <laughs> what so have brilliant. i done that was i think my favorite scene in the whole movie besides maybe the end where he's like they want dolomite i'm gonna give them dolomite which is yes that is it gave me chills uh-huh. in me it was such a weird way we'll get there i want to get there but we will yeah. uh, what was your one of your smaller moments um smaller moments uh Let's I can see. talk about Keegan Michael Key just so was, like a specific uh, complaint I had. Sure. So, so it's not just like I didn't like this. Yeah, we can do that. So Jerry Jones, which was Keegan Michael Key, he seemed a little bit um, expository. 
mm-hmm. for some reason, like when Rudy first met him and they're talking, um, he's like, I'm all about my art. And I think, so he's very pretentious in that way. Yes. And I was like, I don't think in he, real he life. He was like a that, theater writer. He was a theater writer. So yeah, for the, sorry for you guys. Uh, Dolomite goes to a play and he's trying to get a writer for his movie. And this is a very serious play too. Yeah, like, it's a very serious play. Um, it's, it's black lead. So everybody in the, in the play is black. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writer's black as well. Jerry Jones. Um, but he's like, I'm all about my art, and I have a certain prestige. And he's, he felt like he was mm-hmm. giving the audience what we would have found out if they just showed us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we figured I he was an auteur. That. We didn't need to. So that was a, that was an issue with the writing for me. But I also didn't like Keegan-Michael Key's. Gotcha. I don't know. St- I don't know. Gotcha. I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. Right. I still really liked him and thought he was good, especially in certain parts of the movie. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah. He's, he's always a welcome presence. I love Keegan Michael Key. Yes, I. He, he's a great actor. Key and Peele, seriously. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we had to cut out a joke on the last episode that I made about Key and Peele mm-hmm. that had a swear, uh, like a a drug, um, a drug reference in it. Oh really? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Key and Peele is one of my favorite comedy shows ever made. Yes, but there's not that many jokes on here that we can talk about because usually no. they're about racism or they're about drugs or they're yeah. about anything else yeah. that we are not allowed to talk yeah. about because I'm going to be a teacher and yeah. I'm not allowed to do that. The good little boy across the table from me over there. I, I am He's... the one who scarred you and made you the way you are, Reagan. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good little boy. Yep, and now you're making me censor myself for a podcast. <laughs> <It's> true. Poetic. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) sorry, you wanted to talk about some Yeah, do you want to talk about some of the smaller roles that surprised me? Mm -hmm. So, um, some of my favorites. Uh, Chris Rock I didn't expect to be in there. Me neither. It it was just totally out of the blue. He was a radio host that had uh, Rudy Ray Moore on on his talk show uh, to ask him about a possible movie. This was... During the time when Rudy didn't think his movie was going to be able to sell or be out at all. And he was really down by it. And then Chris Rock kind of gives him a theater that he'd be able to show his movie in. I loved that flip of the switch. So they're recording and, um, you know, Chris Rock is like, uh, we'll be right back with Dolomite and everything. uh, Or with Rudy Ray Moore. And then um, he's like, what the F is wrong with you? (laughs) What the F is wrong with you? You aren't giving me anything. Right. And he's just like, and Rudy's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I'm trying to sell your movie, and you're not giving yeah. me anything." And then Rudy says, "I would give you as many details if I yeah. could if I thought this movie was going to be, yeah. be able to be but made." There really is no movie because no one's going to buy it, and I can't show it anywhere. Right. So I thought he was really great in the just few minutes he was in there. Was yeah, awesome me too. Cameo. Loved yeah. it. Um, another one that I knew we would both really like. Uh-huh. Bob Odenkirk. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Bob Odenkirk. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and Better Call Saul. I haven't seen Better Call Saul all the way through, but Breaking Bad is my favorite show of all time. Yeah. It was uh, awesome to see him in it. Yes. He's got great comedic chops as well. He does. Yeah. And it, I love... This was more of a serious role, actually, and I was it, like, it I welcome it. It kind of was, but I, I really liked... Because he was in charge of some movie studio or something that wanted to buy dolomite and play it across the country right and i love how rudy was super adamant about it and then uh bob o. kurt's character kind of references one point 
in yes. the movie. Yeah, it was great. And that's where it sells Rudy, and yep. he's like, you can have it. There it was great. It was and awesome. The, it's funny, because that probably actually still ended up being a a, a cut from from the profits that Rudy could have made. Yeah, but probably. But that's how yeah. show business works, and I'm glad they didn't try to play that up at all. Yes, absolutely. Um, so basically, Bob Odenkirk's character bought the movie, bought some movie rights to be able to you know, make the movie a a widespread success and it ended up making ten million dollars in the box office in the end. Dolomite, the actual movie mm-hmm. that's made in this movie. Yeah. Um I didn't know what the budget was, but I'm I am not sure. I can't imagine it was it probably over went, a million. No. It yeah. probably wasn't super expensive, but then also they like blew up a car and did a yeah. few different things that could have raised see now over. now there's no way that that part was true you don't think so that that, that it was his cousin's car That's that it was true. his friend's cousin's car Sorry, I, guys. I like to think it's true though it, for the audience there's a part in the movie where dolomite uh in the dolomite movie rudy ray moore and his crew blow up a car and it had apparently ended up um it was his friend's uh, cousin's car. I I feel like that was played up for the movie. I don't think there's any way that's true. <laughs> yeah, it probably was, but I also like think it's hilarious. Right, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Also, we didn't talk about him. Yeah, he's he's a little bigger in the role, not like huge, but he's kind of bigger. Obviously, it's Craig Robinson, yes. so he's gonna do music and sing. Yes, and he's great as always. Another all welcome presence with yes. anything. He's always so funny and so charming. Yes, um, we already talked about Snoop Dogg, who I thought was really <laughs> funny in his little bit. He was. Um, and, we yeah. just kind of glossed over again. Sorry for the pronunciations, but um, <laughs> Davine Joy Randolph. Yes, is that, is that how you spell it? Dav- yeah, we Dav- did. It gloss might be Davina. Um, she she's second to uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Wesley Snipes for me. Yeah, she's great. I would agree with that. She's she was so good. Really, really charming mm-hmm. when she, <laughs> when Dolom or when sorry, I keep mixing up. Uh, when Rudy Ray, when Rudy uh, <laughs> first sees her in the bar, mm-hmm. she's uh, she gets slapped by her husband that's cheating, and then she she looks back at him. There's Completely no reaction, and she just decks socks him. him. It's so funny. It's great. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. And then yeah. their their conversation at the bar where she's like, "I know what you're trying to do. You're just trying to woo me at my most vulnerable state, and that's not gonna happen." And then it ends up that he's, he's like, "No, really... I think you're really talented, and I think you're awesome." Yeah, and he's like, "She's like, why would anyone want someone like me on stage or anything?" And he's like. You know I'd just play a character up there, right? right. This is a wig. He's wearing a wig on his head that she doesn't know. He, he's like, give it a pull. Give a pull. She give goes, the wig a pull. Oh, man, that's a wig. <laughs> like, yeah. They both start flipping out about it. It's so funny. It's great. Yeah, they have great chemistry together. Yeah, they did. The I, I had never seen her in anything else. Me neither. Uh, but her, her, her scene track. at the end of the movie that was really emotional when they're about to go to the, the movie premiere um i want to get into that scene as well the ending of the movie just makes this movie also just it ends on such a great note this is another one that is related to the last episode we did but heartwarming it's just a heartwarming ending it is a great movie And, and there's a little bit of subversion right before you get the final result which really works for the drama and i also bought it so, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about that right now, and then we can circle back around because nobody cares about structure on this podcast. Yeah, of course. Think. Okay, yeah, I do want to talk. About we've it. jumped to love on a leash in the middle of this movie <laughs> at least two or three times. Don't remind so. me of the. 
Okay, we'll get to it. it. No, we, I don't want to get to it. Let's just talk well, about guess what? this. You have to. Let's just put out an audio commentary on the movie. We can just skip <laughs> Love on a Leash. just leave the other movie on. We'll put it on the, on the thumbnail or whatever and just not talk about it anymore. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, anyway, um, Davina Joy Randolph. So, mm. she was Lady Reed in the movie. Her scene at the end, right before... Um, Rudy and his crew all go to the premiere of Dolomite. Um, there's this scene in the car, or right before they get in the car, that's um, Lady Reed saying, I just wanted to thank you for putting me in your movie. You know, we may it may not be a huge success, but I've, I've never seen anybody like me in a movie. She's a bigger African-American woman, so she was like, thank you for giving me a chance to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great scene. Yeah. And then they start singing a song that they had sang that in his stand-up. That we cannot repeat. We definitely cannot repeat a single bit of it. No. Um, but they end up singing a song, like, together in a really sweet manner that yes. they, had, um, they had recorded for Rudy's stand-up album, which was great. Yes. She's awesome in the movie, and her and Eddie Murphy just have amazing chemistry together. Yes. They're they're great. And then a segue right into the um the car scene in the end. So they're on their way to this premiere, and they're kind of jazzed up about it. They're really excited, and then they get the newspaper. They have a couple different news articles that are reviewing the movie, mm-hmm. and all the reviews are like, this is the worst movie ever made. This is just ridiculous. There's no appeal in this movie whatsoever. More like Dolomite. More like Dolomite, D-U-L-L. Yeah. And then, um, so they're all kind of getting disheartened about it. They're reading the reviews, and they're trying to make the most of it. So they're mm-hmm. like, Dolomite. Oh, okay, well, I, that's not the worst they could say. That's not the yeah. worst, I guess. You know, and they're 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 down. Yeah, they're down a side, on their luck. A side note, though, a lot of these type movies just make it seem like they're super down and like really depressed about it. Uh-huh. This one has like positive attributes in it, and it's like yes, they're all together. They're all still enjoying the movie they made. One of the reviews calls it like crass and raunchy and something not even a dead right. dog could should see or whatever and yeah. he's like that's great that's gonna make people like, want yeah. to see it it's like yeah okay well this is gonna make some people want to see it exactly um but yeah th- that that creative choice of them staying positive rather than getting super down about it you can tell that they're down but they're like yes they're like well you know what we still had a fun time and the big thing that um lady reed and rudy talked about at the beginning um of the of the uh, right before they got in the car was that she was like i don't care if this movie's a success we had a fun time making it and everybody agreed but then so they read all these reviews and they're kind of down but they're kind of enthusiastic they open the door to this just the block is filled with the line to the box office to the theater to watch the movie and then of course it's that magical moment and it's wonderful it's awesome so good and then right when they go up to the movie theater going to walk in to see the movie people are like cheering for rudy cheering for for dolomite and he just turns back and is just super welcoming to everyone there he stays out of the premiere of the movie so he could stay and hang out with all these people and yeah. it's just super cool. They were like, uh, the box office people You're were like, we more. sold out the midnight show. We sold out the 9 p.m. show. We might have to add a 2 o'clock in the morning show. Mm-hmm. And then um, Rudy's like, well, I'm going to stay with all these people because if they want Dolomite, they're going to get Dolomite. That's right. <laughs> um, so they 
Yeah, he was yeah. like, I'm going to get all these people what they came for. Yeah. Or uh, give them what they came for, yes, yeah. Absolutely. I just can't stress enough how great I think Eddie Murphy is in this movie. Yeah. He's awesome, and it's one of the best performances of a real-life person brought to a theatrical screen. It's awesome. Reagan. Are you ready? Reagan. This is so exciting. Reagan. Killian. I am so <laughs> genuinely sorry. <laughs> you know, at the beginning... I can't believe... I don't know how you found this movie. We started this podcast as, you know, two buddies, and we might end up not liking each other by the end of this podcast. Ooh, that's, that's, what a, I... that's an interesting theory. Just because of how poisonous it is feeling talking and thinking about this movie yeah well <laughs> you know i know we're only two episodes in and now three but do you ever think like just we're done like this, this, is, this enough. is the final like three episodes seems good right like yeah. the star wars trilogy was three movies yeah the lord of the rings was three movies yeah we're stopping this podcast and we're starting a new one that, that we don't have to watch oh my movies God. like this anymore all right. Oh, um, this is I'm I'm very excited. So and a, I can see the pain in your face. On a more serious note, uh, I, I'm serious? sort of playing this up a little bit. Uh, it's awful, but I had I watched it with Alyssa, my girlfriend. Uh, so I at least had a little a little excitement of being yeah. able to laugh at it. But see, see I love my fiance. <laughs> So I didn't no, start don't, this movie. Don't, don't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't start a sentence no, like that I'm with that kidding. inflection. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I just meant. So I didn't show her this movie. That was what I. Good. What were you thinking? I was going for. No, I was joking. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, I, I I'm glad I'm you just kidding. I would have shown her this movie if I had the chance. I'm not kidding. Don't don't do it. I'm not. I'm not planning on it. I mean, we did see cats in the theater together. And we saw the Emoji Movie in theater. Together. That was a good time. Savannah, that was, was a that great that? time, actually. Yeah. Though. So that was a lot of fun. Cats would not have been as much fun, <laughs> but once that movie's to rent, you might hate it more than this. Holy crap! I am but more anyways. excited about that than having to talk about this. <laughs> okay, we are um, here. So for Reagan, what yeah. was this movie about? That. It's a great question, Lance. There's so, no answer. Uh, there's kind of an answer. Well, it's one sentence. Uh, dog wants girl. Um, but good night, everybody. <laughs> okay, so basically, this uh guy got turned into a dog. How? Um, How Reagan? Because he was like, he really liked By women. By what means? Sparkly uh, magic that came out was of a made fountain. by a four-year-old. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll let you actually try to get through this so our audience isn't completely lost. Oh, this is going to be rough. I know, I'll help you. Okay, so um, a guy is turned into a dog because he uh, just tries to sleep with a bunch of women and yes. doesn't care for anybody. And this weird magical voice that comes from... A rock or a bush, I don't know where it comes from. Or a sparkly cloud, it doesn't it, it It's doesn't a matter. little fountain, I think. Is it? It's a little okay. puddle in a dog park. Okay. 
So that that sounds like you gotta find someone you're completely in love with and would do anything for and don't be so selfish and stuff and you'll turn back into a human again. Yes. So this dog just like tries to get with every girl he sees until he finds just human girl. Human girl. Human I'm sorry, not dog. Yes. I should have clarified. Right. And that leads us to Lisa. Lisa, like which Lisa, Lisa, the name Lisa in bad movies, because uh, of you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yes, apparently Lisa is a famous name for terrible movies. If you've seen the room, this, the room has nothing. On well, the this room movie. doesn't have audio cuts everywhere <laughs> and twenty five different side plots. So and basically. What Reagan already said, but then the dog tries to pursue a woman named Lisa. Mm -hmm. That is, there's nothing more to explain because everything else is like a specific plot detail that goes either nowhere or doesn't actually happen. Which we're going to talk about in great detail and fully analyze it today. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This This podcast will be 42 hours long. (laughs) If we had to go in and explore like the the reasoning behind every single Mm -hmm. scene... Mm-hmm. We would be here for, I mean, no exaggeration, at least eight hours, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All four Lord of the Rings extended edition movies together three. would be 12, or three. I'm sorry. Yes, no, I had good. a brain fart. Nope, you're good. But all three of them, they're four hours long each, so they're, that would be 12 hours long. Yeah. This is an hour and 25 minutes. It would take <laughs> longer to explain this movie than the that whole trilogy. Plus the uh the silmarillion which is like the the lower bible for lord of the rings yes. shout out to frank shout out to the only frank. reason i know that is because of that honestly yes um, yeah but this is it's a lot <laughs> so we'll go through it uh as best as we can i have notes throughout the whole thing i have i think i just like was so enamored by it audience I... i'm showing reagan my notes right now i'm gonna scroll yeah. through and you're gonna get his reactions on oh cast. oh no there are if this was like a google page or if this is like a mm-hmm. um an apple pages uh pdf this would be i think two full pages long out of yeah. just notes from the movie so we're not gonna yeah. go through everything i'm gonna no, skip no. most of it we just this movie's inexplicable we have to say there are like most movies have like a main thing and then there's like a side plot or two with different characters maybe this has like every five minutes is a new side plot it's so crazy yes let's get into it okay ready so i'll I'll start i suppose um i'm gonna insert myself because the opening credits music is literally the most ominous music (laughs) it's like a john carpenter score what do you mean? I'm talking about literally just the studio that made the movie. Studio in quotation marks. Oh, I was going to say. It goes. And then yeah. it's silent for a long time, for about one minute. Yeah. So there's no soundtrack to this movie, guys. No. Not a single soundtrack. There's... And Reagan and I initially thought that maybe it was... The because of copyright, or poppy, copyright, <laughs> copyright, um, because of copyright, mm-hmm. it's not. It's clear throughout the movie how yeah. many silences there are. There wouldn't be enough time for them to put music in. Yeah. They actually just left them blank with no background yeah. music. There is no music at all, and or background I, noise. Or it's background actually noise. muted. I'm pretty sure 
there's a composer in the opening credits uh-huh. that is labeled. Is there? What? I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure I saw that. That's insane. To give you an idea of what this movie was like, there's no way to actually explain it on this podcast, and I don't care if we get copyrighted. <laughs> I know we're not going to from these guys, but um, I just have to play like a little clip because this movie is inexplicable. doesn't know how to swim you made me lose face in front of everyone and now you want me to save you it's not fair it's not fair at all all right grab on you pizza face cinder block <laughs> you didn't leave it the big deal i'm alvin flay <laughs> we have to talk about that they don't know what that okay, means okay so but that was just some dialogue from the dog um, yeah. that was played by the man, the myth, the legend, Gustavo Rock from Big Time Rush. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I can't believe he's he's here. So I honestly didn't know. Uh, so his actual name is Stephen Kramer. Or Stephen Kramer Glickman is his mm -hmm. full name. And he... I saw that he was in the cast list when I gave you this movie, and I never, I didn't know who he played. No, I didn't know, either. and I didn't figure it out until like halfway through. Mm -hmm. This was while they were filming this Nickelodeon TV show called Big Time Rush, which was like a big part was of it my childhood. The same time it was, this was filmed or it came out in 2011, and Big That's Time Rush was crazy. like 2009 to 2012. So yeah, wow, he could have been like at the Big Time Rush recording booth yeah. recording his lines for this movie. He's never in person, uh -huh. and so there's a human counterpart to this dog in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. And he's not played by the same person. Why didn't the guy who played the yes. the human version of him voice, voice the, dog? the dog? But the guy, but uh, Stephen Kramer Glickman played mm -hmm. the dog's voice. Yeah, but so here's the thing with what? that too: the human character, because about twenty to thirty minutes in, uh, the dog becomes human because of his love with Lisa, but can only stay human at when the sun's not out. Right. Until he proves himself fully. As a punishment but, because the spirit that makes him change from human to dog didn't believe that he was fully in love with Lisa. Yeah. So she, he, there was like a half punishment. Well, you can still be human half the time, but mm -hmm. you're, you're a dog the other half. Yeah, which is just great logic. Good stuff. But the thing is, the, the human and the dog both have scenes throughout the rest of the movie. They seem like completely different people absolutely the human, so the human is like a nicer guy he seems like he's a little bit weird he's a little bit weird little bit but he's trying his best trying to become this human again the dog is just a cynical quirky weirdo that, evil evil he's so mean yes he's super mean he sings at random parts for some reason and the, and the human doesn't which sing. they're completely two different characters even yeah. though they're supposed to be the same one mm -hmm. at least fluke got that right oh my gosh that's true <laughs> but that means the only music in this movie is when the dog sings oh my parts. gosh i didn't even realize that uh -huh. that's awesome it's great but like it's that clip that I played for you, he says something like a pimply faced cinder block. But that's pizza the girl, face a pizza face 
Cinderblock. Yeah. That's the girl that he's trying to impress. Yeah. That's the I should The girl you, can't hear him. Right, 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 right. The right, dog right. can't talk. It's all in his it's head. It's all intrinsic. So, yes. it's <laughs> there's so much to explain and everyone who's going to listen to this is going to be very confused. This is like jumping right into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and just trying to explain a plot <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, if if Kazam is like a so bad's good movie and Thor uh <laughs> End of Days is just kind of like a weird bad movie, this is an absolute enigma that can't compare to anything else any single category i wanted to bring up uh in my high school history class um shout out john anderson who is my yeah, teacher i love joe he made all of his classes watch a film called iron jawed angels yep. which um it has hillary swank in it and i think one actually like kind of yeah, another well-known actress um but it's it's a movie that um i've always sort of referred to as the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, because it just has crazy music choices. The editing's bad. It's filmed poorly and the acting is all bad except for like Hilary Swank. Yes. Uh, the story made no sense. And it has changed with this movie. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> not surprisingly. So, yeah, of okay. course. So but... Iron Jawed Angels, not to get into a completely different movie, but it was a, it was a film festival film mm-hmm. that was that was put there and then had a DVD release. Never went to theaters. So it was like a student film, essentially, that had a lot of traction and somehow got into the hands of our our history teacher. And he was like, my students gotta see this. Yes. (laughs) Which makes me laugh so hard. He was very excited about that. He had, like, flaming hot um, Converse shoes. They had flames on the side of them. He's so good. What a cutie. Anyway. Um, Yeah. The thing is, though, at least that one was competently made. This, I, it wasn't though it, but it well, was much I mean, more than this okay so what i mean by that is <laughs> this movie any... has multiple audio cuts where it's just silence while you can see people talking while stuff's happening in the background it keeps cutting in and out there is weird scenes where it's just them sped up like it shows her sitting at home and then speeding up to get ready and then the next scene's just her sitting at home again. If Reagan and I were, like, filming something right now, we would have background noise, and we would have it in our scenes. But if you're using one camera like they were for this movie, they have to use the audio from that one camera for each time. So if if the camera switches from Reagan to me, and we only have two people filming, then the audio is going to change just slightly because the background, you know, the, the, the environmental noises have a little tiny shift every single time you change them. This movie did that every single time and didn't fill its other clips that didn't have dialogue in them with anything. Yeah. So they're, I wanted to stress, they're actually it's silent completely clips. completely silent. So yeah. if Reagan and I are talking in a room right now and we're talking and we're talking and then it'll go to, it'll pan to like the city or something, it'll go... For a very long time. <laughs> so yeah, basically, yeah. uh, I just want to point that out. If you guys listen to the first five minutes of this movie, it's called Love on a Leash, and it's on YouTube for free. It's 
please watch it. Please watch the first, maybe like fast forward uh, one minute into it and watch one minute of it. You no, guys will understand. You what should we're talking watch about. the first hour and twenty five minutes of this movie. Do not do that to our Join listeners. me on my personal Reagan. podcast where each episode <laughs> I talk about five minute segments of this movie, and each episode of my podcast is two hours long. Do you want to do that? <laughs> we could. That's a we great could. idea, but maybe not with this maybe movie. Maybe one day. I'd rather not break this one down. One day. Gosh, what a great movie. Oh my gosh. Um, there is a couple scenes I was thinking about. Um, the scene with the one boss lady, whatever, where she was trying to fit in a dress. That would have clearly fit her. But they're, like, pretending her butt was too big or something. Yeah, it was beautiful. It had cut-in fart noises that were way too loud. Yes. It was awesome. I think she looked excellent in that dress. Ma. Ma. Yes. Beautiful. Um, the, do you remember in, there's a very serious scene in between uh, Lisa and her, at the time, quote-unquote boyfriend oh they're like what the boss scene mm-hmm. oh no not boss scene what although i will say there are so many creepy people in this movie they're all creepy and they're trying to hammer hammer home the idea that all all of the people are bad for her except for the dog person yes. uh alan alan alvin alvin flang, flang. remember that name i was gonna say It'll alan be big flynn. one <laughs> alan flynn that's close enough it is yeah, but um, it's the scene between her and the boyfriend who tells her that he's gay, but his family wouldn't want him to do that, so he wants her to marry him right. just by name. That scene is like a very serious, like somber scene. It was. But the camera angle basically just shows like a <laughs> quarter of the side of their face. It's true. And it boggles my mind how they if they decide choose that came camera angle or if they didn't have any more room to back up or what the deal was it was insane i, I have one positive thing to say about this movie mm-hmm. and i mean i mean one mm-hmm. literally nothing else is even semi-comparable mm-hmm the one good thing I think about this movie the is that song. guy. No, <laughs> that guy. That the scene, guy who came out as gay. That, that scene could have been really like emotional. No, he's strong. really good. Yeah, I looked he him is. up. I was like, "There's no way he's just in this. He's way too good for this. Mm-hmm. He's he's really he's a comparable actor. Mm-hmm. He's in a ton of stuff. Is he? He's not a big actor, but he's in yeah. side roles on tons of things. Gotcha. Tons. That his, makes sense. His IMDb is like miles long and i was like good for him he was really good that scene was the only one that felt like it was true emotion yeah and i would have been and it was somewhat into it it was long long. sorry not drawn out it was the appropriate length for a scene like that to happen it would have felt more serious if one it wasn't followed by 15 minutes of love on a leash (laughs) (laughs) and two if the camera angles were at least somewhat decent because it's crazy yeah um want to talk about her greenhouse oh my gosh Alyssa and i were it's not even just the greenhouse greenhouse green dress everything about lisa is green even at the end where 
she gets married to Alvin Flank. Like, you wear a white dress, right? They put in, like, spots of green on her yes. in the wedding. It's so crazy. So, this is like a... Two, it was probably filmed anywhere between 2007 and 2010. It came out in 2011. And, um... It... I mean kind of single colors were in at that time like your apartment would be one color but oh my gosh her this apartment is... is terrifying it's all it's the green screen green color it's, a it's different that level. color but at least they're kind of self-aware about it alvin flang I says fully disagree okay alvin flang <laughs> the dog he com- does yeah. he comments on it a lot but. Do you think that was an ad lib from uh, Gustavo Rock? <laughs> I bet. I bet Gustavo probably was just. Was. I bet he improvised all of it and just like <laughs> did whatever he wanted with it. Well, I he forgets the name of his character, so yeah. <laughs> My name. <laughs> we'll talk know. about that. That's the only funny part of this movie. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's one point. So. Um, Lisa's friend in the park when they first see the dog is trying to convince Lisa that all men or she should have like all men in her cupboard one for each mood basically so she should basically have like that was like contradicting that I don't know if you want to well I don't know if you want to keep this one in so uh just like right here Killian editor unless you're going to (laughs) it was something like virginity is so yesterday (laughs) Virginity is so yesterday on my notes okay. is what I was about to say in oh, the podcast. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if that was... You stole my thunder. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's okay. Don't worry. We um, can't even cut it if you want to say we're it. definitely not okay. cutting all that. That was just amazing coincidence. Okay, great. Um, yeah, that line so is so good. She's talking to Lisa, her best Lisa's best friend, who I don't think is named, is talking to Lisa, yeah. and she's like... Uh, this whole virginity thing is so yesterday, which was so great. <laughs> so was crazy. virginity ever a trend? Yeah. And then once she finally does get with uh, Alvin Flang, her friend is mad about it. Yes. Alvin Flang is the dog, by the way. We've said it already a bunch of times, but it's important just because it sounds like we're talking about two different people. Yes. Because the dog's name, name is, is Alvin Flang. The dog's name is Prince. Mm-hmm. Because that's what they named the dog, because the dog can't speak. But when the dog turns into a human, and his human name is Alvin Flang, he doesn't tell Lisa, my actual name is Alvin Flang. He still they is still called call Prince. Prince. And, like, he doesn't care, but when he's turned back into a dog again, he really cares. And is like, my name's Alvin Flang. Why doesn't anybody know this? Right. Um, so, the man who compliments... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is big. <laughs> So, um, you know, this woman, this really gaudy woman comes into the store and is talking to Lisa about the dress. And she's like, I'd like to buy this dress, please. And Lisa's like, hey, that dress is too small for you. I can't sell this dress to you. (laughs) She denies that woman business because the dress is too small. It's not her concern. Wait, Reagan. Then the second person who comes up to her is like the store owner. By the way, I just wanted to say he looks exactly like tom hanks mixed with jimmy kimmel and i have a picture for reference okay i'm gonna show you it is kind of uncanny (gasps) oh my gosh is that honestly it looks like tom hanks mixed with jimmy kimmel but also the hair um jason no well yes (laughs) but more uh will forte Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've always thought that those two kind of look similar, actually. Mm -hmm. They Um, do. So anyway, 
so the store owner comes up to her after that um the jimmy kimmel guy walks the woman to the register saying like i uh you know i i think you should buy this dress right because you, you want people to spend money at your store and then the store owner comes up to lisa and is like i liked your way better yeah no you own the store, so you're making money off of this purchase. And she said, "Don't buy the dress because it's too small." How do you like her way better? Because exactly. it's <laughs> I ridiculous. just wanted to point out that. Yeah. Also, they're just keeping parts in this movie that pop up in my mind that I thought I blocked from my memory. <laughs> Lisa just like completely tries to kill herself by overdosing twenty minutes in the movie. And I comp- I forgot about that until this point now. Yeah. That happened. It did. <laughs> 20 minutes in. It genuinely, I, it was, I think it was more like 50 minutes in, but. No, it wasn't because it was before Alvin Flang turned into a human. Oh, that's and true. he turned You're into right. a human like 25, 30 that minutes in. That is insanity. It would make more sense towards the end. You would think that the first 30 minutes of this movie would have been a full plot of the movie. But then there's still an hour left and it's all this crazy stuff. I want to know what the filmmaker had this movie rated. Mm-hmm. Because there's like a full butt crack in this movie at yeah. one point. Alvin Flang's butt. Yeah. Like entire oh, yeah, Boutang yeah, yeah. is showing. Um, yeah. But I want to know what it was rated because it's it's got some serious themes, so it can't be PG. It could have been PG thirteen, but it sometimes it seemed to me to be R, because she like overdoses for on radical. drugs and drugs yeah for radical for 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 Ralph and <laughs> for for rampant good time with Alvin Flang. That's right, and that would uh, be a good uh, talk show name. I agree with that. Okay, thank you. We're so dumb. <laughs> Our jokes aren't jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to say, so at the at this point in the movie, like 20 minutes in, mm-hmm. it's not clear if she owns the dog. No. She never really took the dog home. There's a gas station scene where she almost runs it over with her green slug bug, her green Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. No joke. Um, but then the dog is kind of just at her house. So I don't know if she adopted the dog. I mean, I, yes, they, she, she did. She really... It only really seemed like she adopted the dog, or actually took care of the dog, after she overdosed and Alvin Fling saved her. So, um, you know how everything's green, including all of her outfits and eyeshadow, and everything uh-huh. in her house and her car? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to point out that there is one point in the movie where she's not wearing green. Really? Yes, you might not have caught it. Oh, so, basically, she's going on her first date with that first guy. Mm-hmm. And she puts on a green outfit to wear. She goes to the date, and then they show a street view of the date, and she's wearing a red dress. <laughs> and it's wow, a, a two-second cut, and then she's green the yeah, rest of the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, because that date is probably a total of five-second screen time. It was, yeah. It was actually about five seconds. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Alvin Flang. What a, what a name. I love it we, so much. I'm going to be using it so, probably for the rest of my life. Um, She... She and Alvin Flang <laughs> in Prince, sorry, the dog Prince, which is the same character, they go in front of the store window, and this is before Lisa even knows that he's a dog. <laughs> the dog's a person. <laughs> the the, yeah, the yeah. dog's a person, and she yeah. goes <laughs> she goes in front of this window, and she's like, why don't you buy me the clothes? <laughs> the clothes that she wants in the window uh-huh. that are green. 
Um, and Alvin Flang goes, I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I forgot about that. So like I said, or like Reagan said, the movie is just the dog roasting her the entire time. It's so rude. It's not like even good insults. It's yep. like r- genuinely rude things to yep. say. Dog Alvin Flang roasts her. Human Alvin Flang tries to be in a relationship with her. So, Reagan, you know how, like, Tarantino has his signature feet shots, and Nolan has his mm-hmm. signature, like, mind-bending reality moments in his movies, yeah. and Edgar Wright has his editing. Of course. Well, the one thing that this movie really, really, what really stuck with me was the time lapses that had no music to them. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be this, this director's trademark. Mm-hmm. I think it should stick in Hollywood for a little bit longer. I, I want so the too. next Avengers movie to have Captain America and Iron Man just running about yeah. with no music. Yeah. They were either... There was a lot of silence. There were maybe one or two time lapses that had just cricket noises going on while it was going. Yes. It's wild. And do you remember... Oh, what's your name? Do you remember the gypsy lady, Rita? <laughs> yes. She just appears in her apartment out behind a, a clothes hamper that's hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. And she's she goes, um, she she comes out and she's excited to talk to Lisa. And then Lisa has a dress on. Like, not even like a date dress, sort of like a casual dress. And she goes, oh, you have a boyfriend. Disappointingly. Yeah. They How did she infer this? Throughout the movie, too. It's true. The gypsy lady and Lisa's mom are friends, apparently, or something like that. So this gypsy lady tries to set her up with a couple different guys, Mm -hmm. and when she's deciding between these men, she has printed pictures of them. Did you notice that? I did not. You didn't notice? (laughs) I forgot about that. Literally, like, she's deciding between both men, and she goes, um... She's deciding between Frank and Kyle, by the way. I wrote down their names. Frank <gasps> oh, and no. Kyle. So after she went on the date, she's shout trying to decide. Frank. Yeah, and she... Shout out to Frank again. <laughs> again. Um, and she has printed pictures of them. And she's like, which one am I going to choose? And then she shows the camera. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, uh... Lisa's friend oh, also... Wait, her... I do remember that now. Yes. Just because of that scene. Yes. Yeah. Lisa's friend actually um, flirts with the dog. Just the dog. Like many times, she's like, "What a handsome boy!" Oh yeah, Yeah. Uh, but like not like you would say, "Oh, that's such a handsome dog." Uh Like this dog is very attractive, (laughs) dude. dude. I mean, it was pretty cute, but I wouldn't sleep with it. She was, she was something else. The friend, (laughs) yeah, she was. She would. Oh, Alyssa also pointed out. God, Alyssa's getting a lot of airtime, but she pointed out. out (laughs) (laughs) Um. Every character in this movie has a color. So her friend yeah. is yeah. is uh, pink. really pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's people that... One of her... Her store manager is gray. And then yep. one of the guys that she dates is, is yellow. Mm. Um, and the dog, as a human, is naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's his color. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally noticed that. That was... Something else. Yes. Um, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but the store owner asks her out on a date. She looks uncomfortable. Um, this is foreshadowing, but she should have just said, sorry, I'm on, I'm only into golden retrievers, uh, as the who plays. 
<laughs> because she's clearly attracted to dogs throughout this entire yeah, yeah. movie. It's, it's dealt like, with lightly, but I mean, her attraction is as much to the dog as it is the person out yes. in flame. It, um, yeah, it's it's a good movie. I give it like an 8.5 out of 10. So before the dog turns into the human for the first time, there's CGI rain that's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really bad CGI yeah. rain. The lighting is not matched. It's like, it's actually a little bit too pretentious to call it CGI because it's actually like a PNG image that somebody yes. dragged down multiple times yes. to simulate rain. That's a good way to describe it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, but so the dog turns into the human when she hugs the dog, when Lisa hugs the dog, mm-hmm. and you can hear shebang. Do you remember that? <laughs> that somebody yeah. actually says the word shebang, and I think it's. I'm That's pretty so sure it's crazy. the dog. Yeah, I think. Another but... thing about that scene, real quick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So right <laughs> at that moment was when Lisa just like was like. I'm not going to be with any men. I'm just going to be with my dog. And that's then she hugs the dog. Dog turns into human. Human goes, will you marry me? Lisa immediately says yes. That's true. No hesitation. <laughs> I She's didn't even just notice like, that. Yeah. Yeah, let's get married. I, I just denounced all men in my life because everyone's a creep. Yes. But how about this random person who I just met who was my dog? And did you happen to notice the camera angle when he first turns into a human? Yes. The camera is probably six inches out from his chest, Mm -hmm. and it's panned upward, so you can basically see up his nose, but he doesn't have any expression. He is, like, dead-eyed, looking forward, and it's it's magnificent. The actor for a human Alvin Fling is very bland. Handsome. You think so? No. I was going to (laughs) say... He's just super bland. That it was. I did it. I liked dog Alvin flying. I didn't like human Alvin flying. Yes. Um. So, when when I was watching the movie, we were sitting on the couch, and um, this was like maybe forty five minutes in, and Lisa puts a leash on human. Alvin Vlang. Oh no! And Alyssa and I oh, just no, I forgot about we that. just we just took a break. <laughs> we just took we just paused it yeah. and thought about everything. I texted you and yeah, my I I hated that part. That was something. That was unexpectedly just terrible really attractive oh, oh yeah oh then we're, we're in two separate uh categories oh yeah you no, were, just you kidding took a break because you had to go away for a minute <laughs> yeah it was um that was a good stopping point i'll just say that yeah I guess. it's um weirdly creepy inevitably in the movie lisa wants her family to meet human Alvin. no Flag. this is her boss oh her boss yes i never got that Okay, it's her boss and uh, his wife, and I don't know who the other people are. Okay, well, she wants. She, why? 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 I don't then? know. I why? don't know. You understand why I assumed it was her parents, though, yeah, right? Yeah, of course okay. I would understand that, but it's not. Okay, well, thank you for the correction because <laughs> yes. I never once got that. Uh-huh. So her boss, uh, she's she wants her boss to meet Alvin Flang as a person, but remember the dog, or uh, Alvin Flang turns into a dog. 
when it's light sun, outside, when sun's out, which yeah. isn't consistent. Yeah, it, that's not true within yeah. the movie. They and said in their that. explanation, it's like, oh, it's gonna be a cloudy day, so come see right. my boss and sacrifice being caught for me. Yes. Um. So there's this scene um when they're they're getting to know each other. Basically, Alvin Flang and the the. the i guess the boss's son or something i think it is the boss's son actually. i guess um and there's this just wonderful wonderful thing that happens so the sun comes out basically from behind the clouds and alvin flang turns into a dog and i'm gonna play you the audio clip just just a couple seconds and please bear with me dad Prince just became a dog big deal i'm alvin schwang <laughs> <laughs> Big I'm, deal. I'm Alvin Schwang. I'm Alvin Schwang. And I want you guys to. He says his name twice in the movie and mispronounced it once. The only reason that we're going by the fact that his name is actually Alvin Flang is because he said it first and in the uh, the Which IMDb. Is also great. Yes, in the IMDb, uh, like. Uh, whatever, the IMD website for this, it says Alvin Flang. But in that scene, he goes, big deal, I'm Alvin <laughs> Schwang. I so. really think that the voice actor just improvised all of this. He's kind of big. I've seen him in a couple different things. I know. He's always recognizable when he's in them. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's awesome. Anyway. And I like him in this as the voice. It's just such a terrible thing surrounding yes. all of it. Let's just try to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, basically, you... I just want to go through it really quickly because the end we do have to talk about okay. the one thing yes, that happens. Absolutely. Something happens between Lisa and him. We don't need to go into it. Um, and then the dog runs away and is like contemplating life while singing, hiding under benches and basically becoming a rogue dog. Thank you for clarifying while singing. Yes. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> no problem. Uh-huh. And then the dog realizes there's... There, he realizes like for no reason that oh i actually do want to be with lisa and then he runs to her and then out of nowhere he gets smacked by a car car. and And he does die yeah the next scene over is the dog with just like blood on its head and stuff and the dog's moving like we can't fault the dog for being a bad actor but this is the worst acting dog i've ever seen in any movie yeah but then it's like resurrected as a human or something like that, and they get together later. And it's they live really happily weird. ever after. Yes. And they're all like, they have gray hair, but they still look exactly the same. Yes. So it's supposed to be like years and years later. They don't explain why. Yes. On that note, I want to uh, bring up at the very Can end. Can we please stop talking about this movie, this Reagan? The, I promise please. you. This is the I last part. I just want to see my family again. <laughs> <laughs> You're trapped here. This is my eternal hell. Continue. Yes. This is the last thing I promise because it's in the very end credits. Okay. So in the end credits, it shows like behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> oh first gosh. off, it only shows, I think, two behind two. the scenes two clips. Scenes. And one of them is them just like prepping the dog on the concrete with the like bloody head and stuff like that. I think they just and wanted to show us. that's the scene they chose. I think they wanted to show us that they didn't harm an actual dog. Okay, that. <laughs> but it was. I thought it was going to be bloopers. Oh, wait. Yeah, because they did at the pool scene, too. Yeah, they wanted to, like, have written record that they didn't <laughs> we abuse did this not dog. We did not dog, yeah. That's crazy. That would make more sense One to me. final thing. 
in the end credits, this is the last thing that shows on screen after all the actors and producers and whatever uh, flashed on the screen. It says, Love on a Leash Productions. So the production they're, they're company, company. The, pub- the company that made Love on a Leash is Love on a Leash. Well, I'm excited for the sequel. Can... That makes... You are the only per. You and I are the only people in the world who have seen this movie, so that makes no, two of us. That's not true. Uh, it said like fifty thousand or something. And also, a guy named Ralph, the movie maker on YouTube, made a video about it that has over a million views. Don't ask me how I found so people this movie. Know it doesn't about matter. It. Yeah, that would be interesting. All right. Do you want to get into some reviews then? A hundred percent. I've been avoiding the reviews. Thank you for doing that. I've I've been waiting so long to hear him from you so full transparency when i gave this movie to reagan i actually hadn't seen it and that's sort of like against our rules but it doesn't matter as long as we're both discussing it for the first time on the podcast yeah. so we may change our intro of you know whatever we said but trust me <laughs> this one was a good this was a good lesson <laughs> um, <laughs> watch the movie before him. yes um so i gave it to him and i signed it on the podcast and then after we um, left for the podcast last time we recorded, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and I noticed that the Rotten Tomatoes score is 97%, which is mm-hmm. higher than many, like Empire Strikes Back, I think it has that exact same score. Yeah. And like Citizen Kane is at a 99, yeah. 97 is Love on a Leash, so it's getting there. Yeah. Um, so I got really nervous, I was like, wait a minute, is this... This wasn't Actually reviewer good. score either. This was user score. Right, this is the Spot user part. score. There's there's no um, actual tomato meter score because no critics have... Big surprise. Yeah, or only re- one critic has rated it, but I think you need like 10 or something to actually... Or 50 maybe, it's something like that. Okay, so I read the, re- the reviews and I was like, oh my gosh, we might have to re- re-record this because from, from what I'm hearing, this movie's actually really great. Um, it's not. But here are some of <laughs> the... Uh, here are some... <laughs> Some of the best reviews. This is from RC. A masterclass in filmmaking. Any aspiring movie maker should watch this. When the credits hit, I stood up crying and laughing and clapping and um, something else and celebrating. A true marvel. <laughs> can't argue with that one. I can't say what he said, but it's okay. Um, Leon R. <laughs> yeah, I'll zoom in. Here you yeah. go. Bad word, guys. For our viewers, it's a bad word. Oh, that one. I should have guessed, but it is a funny one. Yes. Um, Leanne R. said, this is the best movie ever made. Um, Danger Trooper C. (laughs) said, this is is beautiful, and I no longer want to kill myself after seeing this. Absolutely fantastic. Well, Danger Trooper C., that makes one of you, because the dog wanted to kill himself. The do- well, the dog did. And Lisa wanted to at one point in the movie, so every character went yeah. through their fair share of trauma. That's right. Um, Julian N., forget about The Godfather, forget about Casablanca, 400 Blows, Citizen Kane, or 2001 Space Odyssey. Forget about all that crap. This <laughs> is the best movie of all time. Yes. Um, so these reviews so far sound just accurate. To now me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more review, okay? Uh-huh. Now this one's from Wade P. Mm-hmm. Now you're wondering if everybody thinks this is the greatest movie of yeah. all time, why are we at a 97 yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes rather than a 100? Ooh, interesting. Um, this one has three say, stars. Is this just the Family Guy synopsis again. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite was, moment in this I'm podcast. I'm so glad I found that. Me too. So good. So Wade P. says, better than I thought. Totally unpredictable. That's the most tame review I've ever heard. So he 
I think that's not a joke. Can, I think he I, really was like, this movie is better than I thought. It was totally unpredictable. I've got to say, though, the totally unpredictable, 100% accurate. Absolutely. I couldn't have guessed anything that happened in this movie, even if I tried as hard as I could. I... I... Man, no. This right. was an experience that I lived through <laughs> i shan't forget it I, anytime never, soon never no this is a whole different type of movie and it will haunt me and hold me and love me forever do you think we should just end the the podcast here i don't mean this episode i mean like the podcast just leave it at a trilogy <laughs> just, just leave it on a low note it can't get better Come on, man I want to do more. Oh, I gotta man. force you to watch more good stuff and also hot garbage. Well, I'm glad this this that I made you watch this movie. Yes, and this, I'm not the only one who had this. To suffer might through it. be the worst movie we ever see. Like, guys, by, I will guarantee by it. a technical standpoint. Yes, for sure. It might not be it, or it might not be our least favorite, but it might be your least favorite. The Last Jedi is still my least favorite film. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Now comes the time in the podcast where we assign each other the movies to watch for the next week, for the next podcast, to talk about one good, one bad, and one ugly. I, and one ugly. Actually, two ugly. Two ugly. Get it? Because both of us. You are stunning. I don't ever want to hear you put yourself down like that I'm gonna, again. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a beautiful man, too, and <laughs> I didn't you. mean it. Thank you very much, and hopefully you can tell that from our voices. Anyway, we're off topic. <laughs> um, so, next week, I want you to watch a movie called The Player, which is uh, a Tim Robbins movie, and it has, like, every single celebrity in it of all time, mm-hmm. and it's really great. Awesome. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I've heard about it, but I don't know anything at all about it. And I'm very excited. Okay, awesome. So the movie came out in 1992. So this was actually right before the Shawshank Redemption, right before Tim Robbins' really oh, big break. Yeah, he'd been in some stuff, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Awesome. Hopefully, you really enjoy it. it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, okay, so the bad movie I want to give you this week. <laughs> oh, you probably know about it because we're both big fans of. Uh, Drew Gooden and Dan Gonzalez. Okay. Yes, and they are. both made movie or they both made videos about this movie, starring Noah Centineo. Oh no! The mom from Good Luck Charlie, and that's oh, no. all I know. Oh, no. Killian, <laughs> your movie this week is swiped. I have seen the video on this, mm-hmm. and I'm not excited. I am so excited. <laughs> well, thank you, Reagan. Yep. Oh my gosh! What a great show, right, Reagan? Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed us goofy blokes talking about absolutely nothing for an hour or so. If you want to follow our social media accounts, you can find me at K-I-L-I-A-N dot S-O-P-E-R on Instagram. That's Killian dot Soper. And you can follow the podcast at Almost dot Insightful on Instagram. And at Almost Insight on Twitter with no spaces. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go ahead. Bye. <laughs>